0: Amen. You may be seated. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas to you all. We are so glad that we can gather and worship during this holiday. Thank you for being here tonight. In just a few minutes, we are going to do what you are most likely used to doing on Christmas Eve. We are going to gather. We're going to continue in worship, the teaching of the Word. We're going to open to the Christmas story, and we're going to read... A Christmas story in just a few minutes together. before we get there, something that was laid on my heart in preparation to this, this service was that we don't just we don't just spend our time reciting the Christmas story, that we don't just spend our time narrating the Christmas story, but instead The Christmas story we ask a question why did it have to happen this way what about the Christmas story and why did it have to happen this way and I'll go one step further than that and ask the question why hasn't God revealed himself to everyone why hasn't God revealed himself to everyone think about that for a moment with me see if God requires our faith and he requires our submission to him in order to enter his kingdom, then why would he not reveal himself to all of humanity? If a relationship with God is required, then what has God done to build that relationship between us and him? Again, tonight is not just going to be about what happened, but it's why it had to happen this way. And that's the central question for tonight that we need to answer as a church body. Why hasn't God revealed himself to everyone? And to answer that question, we need to start on an even playing field. We need to understand something about God. First thing we need to know about God is that God created us. God created you and God created me. God created all of us. It's in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 that says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, both male and female, he created them. God created us, and humanity, we are his creation. Second thing we need to know before we get started is not only did God create us, but also God desires to have a relationship with us. God desires for us to know him specifically. It's in Isaiah 43 verse 10 that says, "'You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, "'and my servant, whom I have chosen, "'that you may know and believe me "'and understand that I am he. "'Before me no God was formed, "'nor shall there be any after me.'" Two things we must know before we get started. God created us, we are his creation, and that because we are his creation, God desires to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know him. And so when I go back to that question, why hasn't God revealed himself? We need to understand that if God is going to do that, it's going to be based in those two questions. Or those two things about God. If God is going to reveal himself, it's going to be based in the fact that he wants a relationship with his people. So if he were to reveal himself, it would be to, for us to know him better. If God were to reveal himself in such a way that all of humanity would then know him, how would he do it? How would God reveal himself to accomplish this mission of us having a relationship with him? one of the ways god could reveal himself probably the most the easiest one to imagine on our own god could easily reveal himself if he were to just open the heavens and show himself with all of his might his power his glory his beauty if god truly wanted to reveal himself why not just do that i mean clearly at the end of that all at the end of that all of us would know god wouldn't we we would know he exists but I think there's a problem with that, with that logic. I think if God were to do that, that would lead to more fear than anything else. In fact, I know that's the case because we see it in Scripture that occurring. We see an example of this in the book of Exodus. When Moses goes to Mount Sinai to meet with God, Moses goes in close proximity with God, and at the end of all of that, we see what occurs in Exodus 34. It says, "...when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God." Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses and behold the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come near him. This is Moses who was just on Mount Sinai. He was in close proximity with God and Moses never actually looked at God. Moses kept his face down. He did not want to look at God, but just that close proximity to him, when he arrived back to their camp, the people, the Israelites, looked at Moses, and they were afraid. The Israelites didn't come in contact with God. They came in contact with someone who came in contact with God, and they were afraid of him. So what do you think would have happened if the Israelites were to see God face to face? what do you think would happen if we saw God face to face they were afraid of Moses what do you think would have happened if they went in front of God and so yes God could reveal himself by just showing up and having all of his might and glory revealed and yes that would end with all of us knowing he exists but it would end in fear it would end in us being afraid of our creator not having a deeper relationship with him and so this is an option, but it doesn't accomplish God's overall goal of relationship. So that's not the answer. Let's go to the other, other side of this. If that's too extreme, if that's going to lead to fear, then the other side, maybe that will work. What if God revealed himself simply by showing up with cosmic signs and wonders, What if God, from wherever he is, went off and he made cosmic signs and wonders all through the sky all the time? Wouldn't that reveal that he exists? Maybe, but I have my doubts with that one as well. I believe that that wouldn't solve very many problems because look at the world we live in today. You and I, we both live on an earth that even agnostics and atheists would agree is a miracle. We already live on a miracle that God has designed. We know as believers that this is his creation. And yet, how often do we spend time reflecting on how God has created this world? Sure, maybe those cosmic signs and wonders would lead to some people knowing God better. But I believe for the majority of us, it would lead to us just continuing to be dull and numb to the miracle it is that God has done. And even if some were to leave believing in god again does that solve the overall problem with wanting or for god wanting for us to know him better even if some of us were to believe in god because of these cosmic signs and wonders at best it would lead to distance we would understand that god's out there somewhere but where do we know him better do we have a relationship with him or is he just some distant deity out in the world doing something making these signs of wonders appear and so the first option is too extreme it would lead to fear the second option is on the other end of it it would lead to distance what does God have what can God do to reveal himself and build relationship between you, me and God it's not those two options what could it be What if God revealed himself to everyone? What if he he revealed himself individually, person by person? What if every single one of us God revealed himself to? That could work. It definitely could lead to a relationship, that's for sure. But how would God do it? If God were to reveal himself individually to each person, what would he do? Would he go To each person, door by door, greeting them, saying, Hey, I'm God. I want to get to know you. He could. When would he do it? At what age? At what age would God choose to come to you and say, Hey, I want you to get to know me. I'm God. Not everyone matures at the same age, so you can't do it at the same time for every person. Not everyone could comprehend that conversation. At what age would you choose to reveal yourself? How long would God choose to reveal himself? I mean, how long would it take for you to be satisfied with a relationship with God? Would an hour be enough? Would a day? Would a month? Would a year? How long would God have to spend with you for you to be satisfied in that, in that conversation, in that interaction? Would you leave that interaction knowing God fully? If God wants a relationship with us, is that enough? yes this option does lead to a relationship but it's messy and it's clunky and it feels a little off doesn't it it feels a little exhausting and yes God could do it but is it the best way for God to reveal himself I don't believe so no for God to reveal himself he would need to do it once for all people All through history, for everyone who's ever existed. If God wanted to truly reveal Himself personally, He could do it once of all time for all people, so everyone, past, present, and future, could see this moment of God's revelation. What if God became one of us? What if He took on emotions? If he took on flesh and blood, became his very creation, what if God became human? It became one of us. That could work. That certainly would help in His creation, us knowing Him better. It's no longer this distant deity who's making cosmic signs and wonders, where we don't have a relationship, and it's definitely not the fear-based glory in the heavens. A human-based God, one that we could interact with, that certainly would build that relationship, wouldn't it? It certainly would lead to a relationship between us and Him. I believe this could work. And if God were to reveal Himself, this would make sense. A relational way for Him to reveal Himself in a way that we know He's God and yet we also can meet Him and know Him and learn about Him. But Another question comes up. If God were to become human, hypothetically, if God were to become human, what human would God be? I mean, if you get the choice to be born into anything you could choose, what would you choose? If God has a choice to become man, what would he choose? Would he choose to be born into a a great CEO, an entrepreneur, a, a member of the royal family, a great politician? I mean, if you have the choice, why would you not choose the best? Why would you not choose the one that makes you look the best, makes you feel the best, the one that gives you the most resources? If God has his choice and all he needs to do is to become human, why not be what he wants to be? Well, remember, God's goal. He wants us to know him. And I don't know how many of you know a CEO or a royal family member or a great politician, but I certainly don't. If God were to have become one of those people, not many of us could relate to him. No. If God were to become human, he couldn't be something that far off. If he he wanted to accomplish a relationship with all people, he would have to do it in a way where he humbles himself to the lowest of lows. If God wanted to become human, if God wanted to connect with His people, if God did everything we've said up until this point, it could not end with royalty. It had to end with humility. And so maybe, what if God did it that way? What if God chose to become human and when He was born, He chose to be born to a family so poor they couldn't afford a room to have Him in? What if He chose a family that's so low that they had to have him out with the animals what if he chose a family that that had to put him in a manger where the animals ate that certainly would be low that certainly would be humble that certainly would be a way that all of humans could, could connect with I mean you have every single human no matter how low they are I think could connect with that type of human being the highest and the lowest could, could connect with that human being. That would be humble. And yet, that would be exactly what would need to happen if God wanted to accomplish his goals in revealing himself and connecting with his creation. But would all of that be enough? I mean, everything we've said up to this point makes sense, but would it be enough? To me, something feels like it's missing. There's something about this that is missing, a piece of the puzzle we have not considered yet. If God was gonna do all of these things, he's gotta do one more thing as well. If God were to do all of these things, he would need to prepare the people. If God wanted to accomplish his mission, he would need to prepare the people to expect what was coming. Think about that for a moment. If, if God, out of the blue, became a human being and started walking around telling every person, I'm God, don't you think a lot of people would look to him and say, you're crazy? How many times have you stopped to listen to some random guy in the road say he's God? Probably not often. If God is going to reveal himself in this way, he needs to do it in a way that they were expecting, that we are expecting. What if God... What if God pre-announced himself? What if God did it in a way where He prepared the people? Imagine, what if God inspired a bunch of different writers to write about him, to, to give off prophecy, detailed and specific prophecy, prophecy that only one person could ever accomplish? What if God did it that way? I mean, that certainly would help have all these different authors from all these different generations, years and years and years of history, all of them writing about this prophetic moment of a Savior being born. What if these prophecies were so specific and so intentional that no one in human history ever accomplished one of them, much less, hypothetically, 374 of them? And what if he was the only human being that ever accomplished every single one of these prophetic things that could work that could work if God could do all of that then he would succeed in his mission he would reveal himself with clarity and continuity if God could do all of these things leave disgust become a human Humble himself to become the lowest of lows, live a life here on earth, proclaim he's God, and prove it with endless prophecies and declarations. If God could do all of these things, then he could successfully reveal himself in such a way that every human had the, had the chance and potential to know him and have a relationship with him. And so the question still remains why? Doesn't God just show himself? Well, the truth is, he already has. And tonight we are here gathered to celebrate in that truth. That everything we have said up to this point has already occurred. It's in the book of, book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18, that says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And he called his name Jesus. God has already revealed himself, brothers and sisters. We are here celebrating that truth that our God has already revealed himself. Now understand this. Everything I have said tonight points to Jesus. And everything I've asked is answered by Jesus. when we truly begin to look at all the ways that God could have revealed himself the only way that makes sense is Jesus there's no other way no other way that makes sense the way Jesus made sense but beyond that beyond everything we've said up to this point beyond the relational side of this argument is a more important detail detail that I need to share with you the one thing that we must all cling to it's not the manger it's not the baby it's Jesus as our Savior throughout everything I've said tonight there's an intertwining detail that I've neglected and that is that the people that God desires to know Him have rebelled against Him you me Everyone before us and everyone after us, we've rebelled against this God. Every single human who's ever lived has sinned against a perfect God, and that punishment is deserving of a severe crime, of a severe punishment, which is death. Now, that truth should strike fear in each and every one of us. That alone should strike fear in each and every one of us. And if the story ended there, then you and I would all be doomed. But thank God that is not the end of the story. Our God, the one who took on human flesh in order to connect with his own creation had an even deeper mission in mind. It wasn't just relationship. As he came and lived among his people, he knew that at the end of it all, he was going to take on that very punishment that you and I deserved. Every man, every woman, every child that he met while on earth, he knew that one day, He would die in their place Every friend, every passerby Every enemy would one day Be given the chance for forgiveness Because of his sacrifice Now I know tonight is Christmas Eve And I know that normally We would just be coming Expecting the Christmas story But we cannot ignore the fact That the Christmas story That we are so in love with Is intertwined with the crucifixion story the birth means nothing if the death and resurrection did not occur. A man named Dustin Binge says it this way. He says Despite how warm and fuzzy you make Christmas, it is inseparably linked to Good Friday and Easter. The baby born is the man who dies on a cross. The baby crying is the man who, died, who cried, It is finished. The baby sleeping is the man who rose from the dead. And as we move on to to closing tonight's service, let us not leave here comforted by the baby in a manger. Let Let us leave here be comforted by the fact that we have been forgiven of our sins. The Christmas story is a comforting one, but it is only comforting because of what happened 33 years later. And so we can celebrate tonight because we know what is coming. I want to pray for us and then we're going to move into Silent Night. And as we go through this last song, it's going to be a warm song to us all, hopefully a comforting song to us all. But let us not just use this time to reflect on on the manger, but let us use this time to reflect on the, the salvation we've received through this baby who grew up to live a perfect life to die and replace and, and replaced all of us on that cross.